This is Sounds Like Adventure, an actual play podcast all about fun roleplay, short runtimes, and great sound design. I'm your host and DM, Jack Trainer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and players, Jacob Sirachi and China Wenzel. Hey, we're back with episode five of season two of Sounds Like Adventure. Hey, how you doing today? It's me, Jack. And we've got a huge episode for you today. Of course, last week, we finished up the fight against the Kobolds. Macumbra Mania ran wild. Seok looking like vintage macho man Randy Savage with that elbow drop from the top rope. But don't forget, the brothers are on the hunt to find Mary Canary's daughter, Carrie Canary. So they got to get into this tavern. But have they done enough for Dragon Norm to let them in? Find out in today's episode. But before we dive in, let's do it. Back-to-back weeks, D&D 101. So let's talk about points of inspiration. So a point of inspiration is something that a DM can reward their players with for doing certain things in the game. And basically, when a player has a point of inspiration, they can spend that point at any time they choose to make any role an advantage role. So basically, the way I use points of inspiration is I want to reward my players for doing stuff that I like to have happen in my games. So for me, like an NPC might set someone up with a certain line, and if they say that line, then I'm going to reward you. If you just do something really cool in combat, then I'm going to reward you. So, inspiration is going to come up in this episode, so keep an eye out for it. But hey, with all that in mind, let's get into the next episode of Sounds Like Adventure. So yeah, as we join you guys this session, you guys are standing in the square um, where you both just beat up the group of kobolds um, and the crowd outside the tavern is cheering um, and Dragon Norm, he walks up to you guys and he claps you both on the shoulder. Hey, boys. Nice work, nice work. Hey, have a drink on me. And he hands each of you a healing potion. So I'm getting eight back. Nice. Seven. Great. And you guys notice that um, you feel like a bit more refreshed after this. It's just like the presence of Dragon Norm. He's come in, he's slapped you on the shoulders. You've just finished this job for him. You just feel very fulfilled. You get a spell slot back if you used up a spell slot in that fight. I don't know what you choose if it's either first or second level. Beautiful. We love that. And yeah, Chai, because um, you did the awesome like elbow drop on the boss kobold, I'm going to give you a point of inspiration for that. <laughs> uh, sweet. He goes, all right, deal's a deal, boys. You cleared out those little buggers, so you can head on in. Hey, Norm. Hey. Where is uh, where's Bobby? Oh, gosh, he just runs straight in. As soon as, he, as soon as you are flying through the air and is about to, to take that guy out, he was... Straight shot. He's in there already. How good How good was that? How good was that? It's pretty, pretty bloody good, mate. Pretty bloody good. I tell you what, I haven't seen one like that in a long time. Well done. Yeah, I felt like almost like a liftoff, like I wouldn't come back down. You came down all right, buddy. You came down strong. I smacked him straight. Just want to mention before you head in, all right, because uh, you seem like good blokes, but it's it's a big night tonight. And he sort of gestures around the area and he goes, see all these folks out here? They're probably not actually going to get in tonight. It's 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 packed in there. You guys are probably going to be the last couple of guys to get in. 
And it's a bit of a different crowd going on in there. This band, Scam Hall, they've, they've, they've attracted some different types. We are different types. You're good types, I can tell. I'm a good judge of character. But these guys, I, I guess I can't really put my finger on it. It's just, you know, they seem to be kind of riled up by what happened at the museum yesterday. They've come down to see this band who doesn't normally play here. And look, I'm going to be out here all night because I've got to keep an eye on these folks, make sure everyone's okay. So I'm not going to be able to get in there. So, yeah, just, you know, you seem like good fellas. So if you could just, you know, keep an eye on things, keep an eye on Bobby as well, you know, see what he's up to. Uh, But I'd appreciate it, basically. Um, Otis puts his hand out to shake Norm's hand and and says, um, uh, we are men of our word. Uh, We will keep an eye on Mr Elfish gives you a strong grip back. You know what, Norm? I, I've, I think I've got I've got something that would help us keep an eye on everything. And then he winks at him. You just think about me and you speak and you can I can hear you. And I include him into the into the mind link for communication. And he's like what the? What's you? 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 In he, you talk? What? What did you just do? Otis puts his hands out like placating me. He goes, "A peace, Mister Norm. He, my brother, is quite gifted in these matters, and this just allows you to speak with him. It's, it's, he can read my thoughts. No, he wishes." Seok standing there doing jazz hand magic. <laughs> so he like pauses and he like tries to think to you guys. <laughs> Testing. Alright. Seok answers back. Can't hear you. It's like, what's four plus seven? <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> He stops and he looks at he looks at Otis. He goes, "Is that right?" <laughs> Otis says, "Yes, Mister Norm." All right, okay. You give us a shout if there's trouble. We'll let you know if there's trouble. Sound like a deal? Yep. Uh, sounds. And he's like speaking aloud, and he stops speaking <laughs> aloud halfway through, and he says, "Good." Through the mind link. So it gives you the thumbs up. You're doing great, Norm. Now, Mr. Norm, if at any point you need us to disconnect this link, just let us know. He goes, all right, I'll I'll hang on to it. Otis, uh, I would say, uh, Norm, how long have you worked at this establishment? Out loud now, out loud fine now, we can just uh, speak their words. I mean, we're standing in front of each other, aren't we? Yes, good point. And you see him just totally relax. He's like, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, so, how long have I been here? Oh, here, probably good like six years now. But how long have I been bouncing? Oh, it's bloody, you know, it's like that song. My life, my love and my lady is the sea. It's what it's like for me, but you know, it's the door. And I'm just, I've been, I've been working the door for as long as I can remember. It's a calling, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> uh, Otis, Otis just tried to get me side. Uh, um, says, 
I see, I see, Mr. Norm. Um, so y- you would know the regulars then? Oh, mate, I know the regulars, I know the irregulars, I know them all. It's a calling, this kind of work, and you, when you're out here, you're looking out for people like I do. You make sure you pay attention to who's coming. Now, I was hoping to meet my friend here tonight, Arakokra. We don't get too many Arakokra around here, no, I'm sorry. I haven't seen anyone like that. But there's definitely a bunch of folk around. And there'd be a bunch of folk, it'd be hard to bloody tell what they look like. Because, yeah, some of these folks who I've been a bit worried about, they've been hiding their faces a little bit. Oh, she did. She did. She did say she might meet us here later. So if you do happen to see her, please let us know. Sure, you want me to let her know that you, you guys are here? No, just let us know. Without, I mean, we've got the link now. You can let us know wherever we are. Oh, true. And then let her know? No, that'll, that'll be fine. We, we, we can come meet her. So like a surprise party sort of situation? Yeah, she knows that we'll be here, so it will be okay. Oh, I see. Uh, well, no, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Uh, yeah, so if uh, Arakokra shows up, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know. Now, these troublemakers, they're not like the kobolds that we've just dealt with, are they? No. And it's you know, it's hard to even say they're necessarily troublemakers even, you know. But, you know, when you've been doing this as long as I have, you, you get good at sort of taking the temperature. And, you know, they just seem a bit... Troubled? Yeah, troubled. Troubling even. Worrying. Aggressive sort of type of thing. But sort of not, you know, just maybe a bit angry even. It might, might be the right word. They're in these brown robes. There's a couple of guys, a bunch of them actually. Doing all different kinds of things, and yeah. In brown robes? Yeah, so they got the hoods up, you can't really see their faces. In the club? Yeah, inside. So looks around and everybody's like dressed up. It's kind of odd. It is, eh? Strange indeed. So you can see what I'm getting at, right? We'll have a look at, we'll have a look at them, and if, uh, if they're up to no good, I'll let you know. All right. Um, all right, I'll be out here. The door needs me. <laughs> uh, pretty sure the door needs you. It does. <laughs> After you've done speaking with Norm, uh, you start heading inside. Um, and see, look, you got a pretty high passive perception skill, right? I've got a passive perception of 23. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, 23 <laughs> passive perception is pretty freaking good. You would notice um, that there is a person nearby the entrance of the tavern, um, and they're wearing brown robes, not dissimilar to the robes that Norm described earlier. And they just sort of walk inside. And yeah, Seok, I want you to give me an insight check and see if you can beat a 15 on this. Oh, yeah. That is a 17 plus 5, 22. Great roll. So on a 22, I can give you a little bit more, but basically you can tell just from the way this person stands, the way that they walk in, just the fact that you're used to sort of clocking the way people are acting, that this person was listening to you guys talk to Norm. And Seok, with your 20 plus, you can notice there's a beak pointing out from under the hood. Oh... So, yeah, this person sort of just heads straight into the tavern. What do you guys do? And it's like, uh, see, see, notices and 
to Otis, follow me. And out loud he says, ah, look at all these colorful people. Isn't this awesome? And just like very nonchalantly strolls following the, the rogue person. Otis, Otis will follow suit, but he'll stay a little bit behind. So you head into the tavern um, and you walk in, you can't see the robed person right away. You come in, you start hearing that thumping of the music becoming clearer. You come in through the main area into the tavern. You guys just start to feel what Dragon Norm was talking about earlier. Because the people outside, they felt pretty friendly, um, aside from the kobolds, of course. But inside, there's like a different crowd. You know, there's people wearing like branded clothing that must be from the bands that are playing. There's the strange outfits that are similar to what Bobby Elfish put on before. Um, And just in general, it's kind of like an aggressive and unwelcoming vibe. People are looking hard at you as you make your way into the main area of the tavern. Um, But then as you sort of come inside, they sort of stop paying attention and pay attention to their own things. Um, So you enter on the left side of the tavern and right ahead of you, there's people playing pool. um, And behind the pool table, it looks like there's been like a makeshift bar set up behind it. Uh, And behind that, there is a door that says private talk. And then over to the right of you, over here, it looks like the tavern continues. Okay, can I can I still see that Aracocra that walked in before us? Uh, you can't see the brown-robed figure. I'll try and look around and see if I can't find them. Otis, while that's happening, I, Otis, uh, across the mine link, says to Siok, I might do a canvas of the bull, brother. And report back. So, Siok, you head across to the middle of the tavern, and uh, the main dance floor has been all cleared of chairs and has been turned into this big open space. And you can see why the bar has been set up as a makeshift bar in the other room because they've actually built a stage over the top of the main bar, um, and that's where the performances must be occurring. So most of the people in the tavern seem to be sort of milling around in this area, drinking and talking, waiting for the next band to start. But to the left of the stage, there's a lounge area that's roped off and it says VIP on the rope. You can see that from where you're standing, Seok. Then on the right side of the stage, there's like a curtain that connects up with the stage um, and it says performers only. Uh, And there's a guard standing at the rope there. All right. And... If you're specifically looking for the brown-robed person, you would notice that they slip behind the curtain of the performers-only area. All right. Osio definitely thinks that is the Arakokoro we're looking for. I just, like, when we walked towards towards the tavern, I saw one of these brown-robed figures... It had a beak and they were watching us. And I just saw that person going into this performers only area over here. I think they might be young Miss Canary. Well, that would make our job a lot easier, brother. Isn't she also supposed to perform later, anyways? So we could just wait. 
I think, unlike our usual tact, brother, uh, we play this one safe. We do not want to make a spectacle, as Miss Canary has advised us. Okay, so we, we're trying to blend in. For now. All right, I'll meet you at the bar. Great. So I think while that conversation was happening, Otis, you had already been sort of canvassing around the room. So you would have been walking around listening to what people are talking about and you're not really hearing anything extremely remarkable um, in this side of the room. There is like a, a quite a volume of people in this room because this makeshift bar has been set up in there. Um, and people at the bar are just, you know, complaining about having to wait at the bar. Um, and then you do notice that, that you do notice this door again that says private talk. Um, yeah, Otis will sort of do a lap of this room. So I'll walk past the pool table and sort of like just stop there for a second and, and watch the game as if I'm interested and then keep walking and bypass these people just doing like the sort of polite nods and things like that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll make my way past the door as well and just see if I can overhear anything going on inside or anything of the sort. Yeah, as you walk past the door, you can sort of hear, you can hear like a voice that seems to be talking. Okay. And then Seok, you guys, I think you'd probably have that little conversation at this point in time. Um, so Seok, you'd probably make your way back uh, to the bar. I'll go to the bar and order what is Otis's choice of poison. Otis is a martini kind of man. Siok is getting like the most colorful and flamboyant cocktail that he can get. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, yeah, you do that. Uh, the person seems quite harried um, due to the fact that there is a lot of people wanting drinks. <laughs> so, yeah, you get your drinks. They're a little bit annoyed that you're ordering such a fancy drink on uh, a big night like this, though. I hand him the five coppers. <laughs> and you make your way back to where Otis is now? Yeah, I'll deliver this drink to him. Otis, accepting the drink. Uh, nothing this side of the room, brother. Uh, might pay to canvas the other side. But as he does say this, he sort of just gestures at the door that he's standing beside and he's like, might be of some interest, though. Yeah, that's like a bit weird. Who comes for private talks in a tavern? Especially when there is such a show going on. Can Seo hear anything through the door or is it already getting like brr, 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 as well? You hear like a little bit of clapping? Oh. All right. People seem to be impressed. Does this look like some like a place where we shouldn't enter? It says it does say private, like literally on the door. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like private talks. It could be like part of the entertainment. It's private and there's private, you know? Yeah, we're also private investigators. CX <laughs> like, well, that's an invitation. <laughs> so yeah, there's just like there's just a sign and it's this private talk slung over the door handle. There's no one even looking. Otis says, um, I might leave this one with you, brother. I will go check out the rest of the bar. Yeah, I don't know about you, Otis, but I'm definitely one of the most private persons in the in the world. Yeah, Otis is going to camp, sort of 
continue his canvas across the rest of the bar. So I'm going to make my way down to like the main stage there, um, seeing what Otis, uh, seeing what Seahawk saw before. And yeah, just, just still doing my, my general workings um, and head over to the rest of the rest of the bar. Great. Seahawk, what are you doing as this happens? Yeah, Seahawk is trying to sneakily open the door and have a listen. Like just open it like a, the tiniest bit so you can listen to what's happening inside. So let's do these things in order then. Otis, you come through to the other side of the bar um, and this is very similar to the same side except there's no entrance on this side. There's more pool tables. Um, there's some people that are lurking around um, and up to the back end of the room in sort of the upper right-hand corner is like a small circle of people and they seem to be excited. Are they sort of in like they're in like rave attire? Yeah. Otis, for the moment, will just continue his like general canvas and um, and like I said, bypassing conversations and stuff, seeing if he can pick bits up here and there. And I would I would try and use the guise of looking for someone so that way I don't look like I'm disrupting anyone. Yeah, you do that. You make your way across the room. You notice as you walk past on the right of you, there's like two elves, both with golden hair. And there's like a third person that you can't quite see. Um, And then other than that, there's just sort of like other folks going around and the excited people. I'll make my way eventually up to the commotion up in the the corner to see what's going on. So then, Seok, give me a stealth check. All right. Uh, there you go. It's a 19. 19's pretty good. Okay, so you open the door a crack and nobody notices you. So you open it a little wider and you get a better view of the room. And you can see it looks like there's some people in chairs off to one side. And you can see in the middle of the room, there seems to be some people talking. Well, actually, there's just one one person talking. And... It's a green guy. It's like just a guy, but he's green. And he seems to be giving like some type of presentation. And you can hear what he says. He says, You see, when you go on the journey of love, many things happen. The nature of love changes over time. When we come together on the ocean of love, we crash together. But eventually, our waves break upon the beach. And as we slide back into the ocean, it's up to us to stay together. in they've made it into the wizard's nephew but what is going on behind this door make sure you join us next week to find out and to make sure you don't miss that episode please make sure you follow and subscribe the show free on your favorite podcast listening app and hey that five-star review is seriously so appreciated please leave one if you got the time and don't forget our competition is still going we're coming up to the final weeks of it now though so if you haven't got your entry in yet please get it in it's your last chance if you want to play DD with us this is how you do it But hey, with all that in mind, we'll catch you in the next episode. 
of Sounds Like Adventure.